Who needs that big of a jug? Somebody that doesn't want to... I mean, you have to pee before that. Am I wrong? <laughs> Do you see the cup? It's and then me. he's got the other one that's like really big. Oh, yeah, he has that. The big... That one. Is it that No, that's the garbage can. But that's about <laughs> how big it is. That's the size of the garbage can. Yeah. It's one of those uh, water jugs that's like... Everyone has them now. They'd say like... Yeah, like, good job. <laughs> yeah. It's like, just drink fucking water. Drink. Yeah, I drink cold water, so I'd be constantly having to add right. ice to it. It takes 25 minutes to fill it up. I know, it's so funny. Guys. Your other daughter drinks out of one of those. Tubes, I know. So. That was a pregnancy thing. Then Barrett stole it. It's like, just... I, the guys love these big jugs. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> You're not recording this, are you? That's so stunning. <laughs> That's so good. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god that's so good well, the boners are out <laughs> that's another one oh who god. let us loose tonight <laughs> i'm not even drinking oh my god oh that's so funny oh my god all right you go ahead and do okay. your intro outro or whatever here we go all right i'm gonna push this away okay well anyways welcome to the it's hard podcast my name is Paige boner as my mother just introduced that we are wildly inappropriate and yes our last name is boner um if you're new here welcome to the last episode of season two so sorry there won't be any new episodes for the next month but you can go back and listen to all of our episodes previous i think we have about 50 so please go do that. But really, um, for those of you who don't know, and just as like a reflection piece, um, and it go- goes along a lot with what we talk about in today's episode, it's hard started from a place for me of just kind of despair and just mental turmoil, truly, and feeling really alone in what I was going through and, and what life looked like for me, um, And I wanted to help other people to feel less alone in what they were going through. Um, And I wanted to share other people's stories because I truly believe that everyone has a story and everyone's mental health matters and that it's important and that we're here as humans to create connections and share our experiences in hopes to better one another. Um, So that's where It's Hard was really born almost two years ago now. Um, and it's just been so incredible to learn from so many people each episode and and feel really inspired by so many different stories. And I hope that those of you who have been listening for a while feel the same way. So like I said, today is the last episode of season two. It's a good one. Um, it's a sort of solo. My mom's on today though, as you already know, (laughs) um, and it's, it's a vulnerable one. We talk about my previous experience with going through a pretty tough breakup and how I overcame that um, and kind of how I had lost myself in that process and how I rediscovered who I am and who I wanted to be um, and just hopefully give some sort of advice in that space. Um, And for those of you, you know, who are wondering about next season, so we will start September 6th for season three. 
Um, we're going to take this month off. We're going to get some pre-recording in. And then by the time I'm in Arizona, we will have season three release. Um, and so I'm really excited. Thank you so much for, you know, sticking with us throughout these last two seasons. We're ready for a little mental break, but still excited to just continue to grow. It's hard. Um, and a big part of that is your involvement as listeners. So if this episode or this, you know, really podcast resonates with you or creates any sort of value in your life, could you please, you know, share it with a friend, share it on social media, whatever it is. Also leave a rating, review, subscribe on Apple Podcasts. It's a great way for us to grow and reach more people as well. Um, and then feel free to follow along on Instagram at It's Hard Podcast. Um, I get vulnerable on there, embarrass myself frequently. Um, so feel free to connect with us over there as well. We also have a community if you'd like to join on Mighty Networks as well. And the information for that is below. Thank you all so much for being here. Season two was truly incredible. 36 episodes and it was just a wonderful experience for me to learn and grow more through this podcast and through everybody that I got to have on. So thanks to all my season two guests for taking the time to chat with me and add value to my listeners. Um, thank you to all of the listeners and those who have come in the last, you know, year or you know half a year truly it's been such a great year of growth for it's hard and so I hope that it continues to grow enjoy this episode with me and mama boner mama boner you got anything else to sign off you're sitting here still nope <laughs> okay <laughs> so I've said so many inappropriate things <laughs> in the last couple minutes that I'm quiet now <laughs> she's in a timeout <laughs> so enjoy this episode and we'll see you in september it's hard podcast is edited and produced by sather audio sather audio is ran by my dear friend andy bjerk he is an incredible sound engineer he did all the intro music to this podcast this season has worked with me since day one on producing the best podcast possible he edits all of my episodes which is a complete lifesaver and time saver as i work you know a nine to five and do this on the side and i just can't thank him enough for how much he does for me and how incredibly you know insightful and talented he is he also creates his own music. You can follow him at Sather Audio on Instagram and reach out at satheraudio at gmail.com if you have any inquiries or need any sound needs, if you will. I can't recommend him enough. Tell him that I sent you and connect with him if you're a podcaster, if you're looking for a new intro song, anything. He is for sure your guy. You can't deny that my new intro music is bomb. So reach out to Sather Audio with any of your sound needs. Hi, Mom. Hi, Paigey. How are you? I'm good. How are you? I'm good. Great. Are you excited to be back on the pod? It's been a while. You were on the first episode of season one. So it's been 35 episodes. Yeah, this since. is the 36th. No, it's been more than that because this is the 36th episode of season two. Oh. So I think there's been like 50 episodes. Oh, wow. Something like that. That's amazing. Thanks. Your mic upgrade's amazing. <laughs> 
cost me an arm and a leg. <laughs> <laughs> an investment. It's an investment into my future. That's right. I love it. Um, well, I'm excited that you're here today. We brought Mama Boner on because we're going to talk about a topic that I'm going to try to get through without crying and you are too which is going to be really hard for us and we have no promises on it. but if I cry you can't cry that's, right that's how it works but right. if you cry I automatically cry then that'll make you stop crying <laughs> so eventually we'll start and stop <laughs> the odds of you crying are a lot higher than the odds of I me crying agree. So. it's very true so I think that that's the case um, but I do think it's a really important topic, um, especially from both my perspective and your perspective. And really what we're going to be talking about today is around breakups and relationships, but more importantly, or more specifically, losing yourself in a relationship and then ultimately trying to find yourself again coming out of that relationship and through a breakup and the challenges and how hard that really is. And just <clears throat> the challenge, excuse me, of losing yourself within a relationship because that's something that no one wants to go through as a person. And then no one wants their kid to go through. Right. And no one wants their friend to go through, which I have so many friends who are listening right now who also experienced this and sticked with, stuck with me, sticked, stuck, stuck, <laughs> sticked. Oh, no. Stuck. They sticked with me. <laughs> <laughs> they stuck with you. Stuck with me through it all. And um, it's just, it's a challenging thing. And it's something I've wanted to talk about for a while. And I opened up briefly about my situation or my story, if you will, back in season one. But I was, I was very cautious and I still am fairly private about details and things like that just because it does involve another person. But I do think it's important to be honest about the breakup experience as a whole, um, how I lost myself and then how I worked really hard to build myself up from what I consider to be like me in the ground. Like it wasn't even I was I was at rock bottom at, in my eyes for no. myself. And I think a lot of people go through this and that's what I'm discovering yep. is that there's people out there that are struggling with this right now and... You think when you're going through it or when you went through it, you were the only one. Looking back, I'm really grateful for that experience. But ultimately, in the moment, I was like, holy shit. It sucks. Sucks. Yep. yep. Absolutely sucks. Yep. So we're going to kind of dive into that and what that's looked like. Um, and then the process of really what we're going to talk about is kind of my story and what I experienced, which I don't think is everyone's experience. Of course, everyone's experience is different. It doesn't have to be as severe as mine. It could be more severe than mine. It could be less severe. It could just be that your relationship just wasn't working and you didn't know why. You didn't have a reason. Um, <clears throat> it could be anything. But I think it's important to just talk about relationships in general. And when they don't go well and you feel like you've lost yourself, how to kind of come out of that. Yep. I'm not an expert. Well, and also the difference between what's unhealthy and what's healthy. Right. I think you learned through the process what you would tolerate, what's healthy, and what's not. Right. And that's value in yourself in the process. Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So good. Yes. And the contrast of 
my experience then versus my experience now, which I don't love to compare my two experiences within relationships in that sense. But like, it is crazy. Like when you find a good one and you just are like, holy crap, the the shit I put up with. But also, don't you think that's you like, and we'll get into it, but it's more like what you discovered about yourself Mm -hmm. and your self-worth than what you put the vibration you put out in the world attracted yeah. a better vibration and jack like absolutely that's what i think some of it is too it's like when you're not in a good place you're not attracting the good things so yeah that's really good and good place to start because what we were kind of talking about when we were preparing for this episode 10 minutes ago on our walk <laughs> when i told mom 30 minutes ago that she was going to be on the podcast. Yeah, thanks for the heads up. This is how this works. <laughs> for the um, podcast that's airing next week. Yeah. This is the most behind I've been in a while. Yeah, that's good for you. You've taken a little time. Exactly. It's also better when it's fresh, you know? Yeah. This was inspired by somebody who messaged me too, so it's way more fun that way. Um, But what I think is is really interesting about my experience is that what happened with me was I was in a relationship for, you know, a while. I met the person when I was fairly young. Um, I had just recently got out of a relationship and I jumped into another one, which is another thing we can dive into of just the importance of taking time for yourself yep. and how much that matters. My phone died. I was trying to record. Uh-oh. It just did. Uh-oh. Is dead. Do you want mine? No, it's okay. I okay. don't think it's going to sound good anyway. Oh. So, And I think I'm at 5%. <laughs> We're screwed. We're set up for failure. 2%. Oh, okay. <laughs> and in this family, we should not have dead phones. Just saying. Right. We have we have people in the hospital. We should, yeah, have we should probably have charged phones, but it's whatever. Okay. We're fine. Dad's downstairs. Dad's downstairs. He's fine. Yeah, we're good. Um, so really what... I found is, you know, jumping from relationship to relationship, especially at a younger age, I just personally didn't know who I was at all. You know, I had been in a relationship all of high school and not to say that, you know, you can't grow through relationships. I have a relationship really close to me who they've been together for a long time. They've grown beautifully together. I do believe in it. I just don't think it's everybody's experience. Right. Um, you know, there's the lucky few that, that have that. Your dad and I were 18 and 20, but that's not normal right I mean, it's not not normal but it's not it's unusual yeah that people sure. can can continue to grow together absolutely yeah and that was my thing was I just was so unsure of who I was and what I wanted in my life and all these things and I didn't know that at the time at the time I was like oh my god I'm so mature I'm so confident I just know everything oh yeah like, I remember those days. yeah dad always <laughs> says 18 year old me was like his living hell it was like (laughs) so probably more like 19 yeah 18 and 19 were were tough Mm -hmm. (laughs) so I thought I knew everything and I jumped into another relationship after a breakup and um it just it didn't it didn't turn out the way that it should have and it wasn't an experience that was necessarily a great experience. Now, looking back, of course, I'm appreciative of the growth and the things I experienced for some reasons and some reasons I'm really spiteful of them, which right. I'm working through. Um, but moral of the story is that the relationship um, ended up turning really unhealthy, resulted in you know different forms of abuse and just an emotional toll and mental toll. Um, there was a lot of you know gaslighting and just 
pretty much like mind fuckery i would say it was it was just a really exhausting experience for more than just myself um but it was it was everybody around me as well right um i'm a true believer in like it takes two to tango and like it's not always one person's fault all the time right um it's just that it was it was really challenging for me and there was tons of red flags which you and i talked about just like some of those and what those started showing up as because truly I wouldn't say the first red flag started showing up until you know a few months in or something like that but um for those of you who might be curious as far as what some red flags could be which everyone's are different you know right that's just kind of how it goes but I would say you know like consistent arguments when you're early on in your relationship being able to kind of expect if something is going to oh boy you hear that mm-hmm. I don't know if they can hear this on the mic the dog started barking we can edit it out yeah it's probably jack getting home um but like consistent arguments things you know starting to expect that someone is going to get mad about something um feeling like you're always doing something wrong yeah that you're crazy that you just can't ever get it right that's how i always felt i was like i don't know what i'm doing wrong like i genuinely think i'm a kind person but i'm to believe that i'm not a kind Do you person want to pause just for a second yeah. Girls plug. Yep. Go flower girls. Anyways, <clears throat> I think that, um, yeah, feeling like you're crazy when you're not, um, because truly it's like you're not crazy and, and you just, I just hate that word and it should just yep. be out of our vocabulary because it's just, it's just mean, um, and not descriptive enough. Um, yeah, just feeling like, when you try really hard, it's never enough. Um, that you're never enough. You're not good you're enough. Wrong. You're wrong all the time. Um, the biggest one is like isolation. Mm-hmm. I would say if you're experiencing um, as though, you know, friends are disappearing from you. You're disconnected from friends and family. Your friends and family start to dislike the person that you're with. Um, so you're kind of pushed closer to just that person that's a big and that's all part of the ma- manipulation mm-hmm. whether they realize they're doing it or not mm-hmm. um they just it's a control yes yeah and so i think those are you know some red flags to just pay attention to um but everyone's are different you know yeah. i think that there's there's a lot of things if you're ever feeling scared uncomfortable unsafe um like you can't trust somebody you can't tell them certain things you know, they're not allowing you to do things. It's really just, it's just not anyone's business to like tell you what you can and cannot Jealousy. do. Jealousy is a huge one. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, there's a difference between being protective when necessary. Like right. If you're in danger, you know, something like that. And then just, you know, feeling like a constant sense of jealousy is yeah. really, really tough. Anyways, so I think those are some things that I experienced. Um the biggest thing when it comes to relationships that feel really unhealthy and just like they're just not working no matter how hard you're trying. And again, it doesn't have to be to the extent that I experienced it or even a further extent. Like this could just be like there is something there's some the disconnect here, like something's just not right, which could cause things to, to spiral out of control. Right. Um, but the biggest thing is that when you if you don't know yourself when you're going through that. Sorry, if you don't know yourself when you're going through that, you have less of a chance to see 
that those are issues, if that makes sense. It's, it's less likely that you're going to see what is happening as an issue. So for myself, when things started getting bad and things started happening, I didn't have anything to compare it to. Right. So I thought this is normal. Like this is what love is like. I'd never experienced like full love, I don't think. And so to like go through, I was like, oh, maybe this is what love is like. Yeah, like, passionate. That right. Whole, like, yeah. Like you feel like, oh, yeah, that's that's what it's supposed to be like. Right. Um, And so you kind of just like get in this moment of like, I don't really see this as an issue. Like, I think this is just kind of how it goes because this is, you know, how I've understood it to be the case. So, you know, from here on out. Um, And especially when you when you don't know yourself very well, you don't have any sense of like what's right or wrong. You're you're really just kind of floating in this space of figuring out what you like and don't like, but then not fully understanding what you like and don't like. And then you're getting hurt in the process and things are just not feeling good. But then you don't know if that's normal or if it's not normal. And it's just this like whole mind of like, holy crap, what's going on? So that's really tough where if you're getting into a relationship after relationship or just relationships in general, when you aren't aware of who you are in the first place, it's either going to work out where you can grow with that person and learn more about yourself, which you're always doing no matter when right. you're in a relationship. Yeah. But if you have no base and you're doing that, it's either going to end really badly yeah. and you're going to get really hurt in the process. Um, or, you know, you're going to have to figure out how, who you are in some capacity. But we always have to ha- have to find our base is my belief, your foundation of how you're going to build your house right. beyond that. Like your foundation, you have to start somewhere. Right. And my belief is that is around your values, your morals. What do you genuinely enjoy? Um, yeah. What's important to you? Um, what are things that you're not going to budge on? Like what are your deal breakers? Deal breakers. Yeah. yeah. Like, what are things that you're just like, I will absolutely not put up with this. Um, And just like figuring out all that stuff about yourself is so important. And to do that mid relationship is really challenging because like you've already put up with a bunch of stuff. Right. And then to just be like, well, I'm not going to put up with that now. The likelihood of them changing in that process is really slim. And I don't I believe people can change. They can make changes in their lives. But like you have to be okay with like you know, either taking a break from somebody and reassessing later on, which I don't always think is the best idea. It sometimes works for people, but like the ability to just needing to figure out who you are, I think is the most important thing. Um, So in my experience, I don't know that I lost myself in that relationship. I don't think I knew who I was at first. And then I think I just further lost and got way more lost throughout the process because I just got worse and worse and worse. And I had no idea because then it got to a point where I felt as though the person was starting to tell me who I was and that wasn't aligning with what I felt on the inside. Yeah. If that makes sense. And so at the end of the relationship, I always explain it as I was truly just in this, like, like you say rock bottom. It's like I was at the deepest rock you could get. Mm -hmm. Like I was struggling so hard and that was really when it's hard was born um around that time because i was internally struggling so 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 hard but people were like oh my god you're thriving like you're glowing you have it all together like things must be so good which like yes i got out of a situation that i needed to get out of and that in itself was joyful because it brought me back to friendships that i was losing and my family and i were getting closer again and 
things are happening that were right for me. But at the same time, I was struggling with anxiety and depression and feeling like I have no idea who I am. And then on top of it, I'm dealing with a breakup and I am sad. And yeah, my friends didn't like like this person and my, my family maybe wasn't a fan either. They were protective in this way. Um, so they feel great, but it's like, I'm still sitting there like, well, I still loved this person. So I feel confused of, right. Am I happy? Am I sad? You know, like so difficult. Um, and so I was at like the lowest of the lows, um, and just really, really, really struggling. And what ended up being the turning point for me was figuring out that I had the chance and the choice to say, okay, who do I want to be? Like I I looked at the fact that I was at the lowest point in my life as an opportunity to turn it around and be like, all right, who do I want to become? Because my base is zero. My base, (laughs) there's no foundation. It's just dirt. We haven't even dug yet. Like it's just dirt. That's it. So what do I want to dig? How do I want to dig? What do I want the foundation to look like? And And didn't you write some of this stuff down? I feel like. Mm -hmm. Okay. I thought so. In like, what do you mean? In journals and stuff. Didn't you take the time to like write down your goals or what you saw your future to be or what you wanted to be as a person and then kind of almost manifesting your life? Mm -hmm. I feel like you did that during that process. Absolutely. Pulling yourself out of it. I did. And that's, I think, the biggest thing. what I was going to dive into next is what I see as like the stages of yeah. Oops, finding yourself after losing yourself pretty much. Yeah. Um, and I think for me personally, and I think everyone's stages of the breakups are different, whatever it's like the stages of grief, like right. they go out and they of, don't go in order. Right. They don't, yeah. they don't always go in order. Right. For me, truly what it was, was like the moment before the breakup, like knowing that it was going to happen. I was like, yep, I know this is going to happen. There was something that made it, you know, okay, this is final. We're at this point where now it's for sure final. So you like prepare yourself for the pre-breakup before the breakup, breakup, breakup. You know what I mean? (laughs) (laughs) And then you do break up and then you're like going just back to your life. And it's weird because this person's not in your life anymore. They shouldn't be in your life. And you're like, okay, how the hell do I navigate life now with like this free time I have and this that I'm doing and this, you know, and not having this person in it. And then I think you just lose your shit. This is what happened to me. It's like I fucking lose my shit. I'm like, what the hell is going on? I feel like I'm lost in the sauce. I don't know what to do. So to do a timeline like from the breakup to the point where you felt like you were losing your shit how many how I mean not that it matters because some people it might be a week but do you think you were in the depths of it for that phase of it for how long Mm, I don't know maybe like a couple weeks a month okay like just like holy shit like this is wild and weird and sad and I mean I was you know struggling with it for a really long time right Right. Um, and it was in the summer right so I went to camp I came home went to camp and that was like a huge saving grace for me but so that was helpful but yeah I would say like that you know first couple months were really really hard yeah um and then after like that losing your shit period it's like okay now I'm getting used to my new normal like I'm kind of getting back to my routine or I'm getting into my new routine I'm kind of starting to like it a little bit like this is kind of fun 
I'm excited for like new and future and what's going to happen and what's going on. And that period lasted for, you know, four to five months, truly. You had fun meeting new people, going out. Right. Being with your friends, being with your family. You were happy. Happy. Yeah, Mm -hmm. I felt happy. I mean, obviously, there was times where it was still really difficult and I would cry and I wouldn't know why. Um. And then sometimes, you know, you fall off the wagon. There's a little bit of a rebound or a not necessarily rebound, but just kind of like a relapse. Relapse. That's a better <laughs> word. Yeah. And I, I would describe this as like this could be, you know, sending a text message when you really shouldn't, um, you know, phone call, FaceTime, whatever, or, you know, meeting up with them and seeing them in person, um, you know, going back and looking at their Instagram when you haven't looked at it in months, like. All these different versions of relapse, which for me, I felt like I, in the time, I was so just ashamed of myself. I was like, I should never have done that. But I was struggling for like a month before that happened of just like, this sucks. And that was right when I started It's Hard, like right around the same time. Um, It was like right after I think this happened that I started it. Because I was really struggling and then I, you know, that happened and I just was like, wow, this is like, that's not who I want to be. And it was at that point that I realized, okay, I'm on the floor, literally in my bathroom at my apartment, bawling my eyes out, throwing up, not because I'm hungover, but because I'm so sick to my stomach and embarrassed about that situation and just ashamed of myself truly. And like, that's another like rock bottom of just like, what the hell else are you supposed to do? And I'm sitting, I'm laying on the floor and I'm bawling my eyes out. And I just think to myself like, okay, like <laughs> this is as low as you can get sister. So what are you going to do tomorrow to like turn this shit around? Yep. Because like it's time for you to figure out who the hell you want to become and for you to set your own standards and you to set your own boundaries. You know, that didn't feel good. Like that is written in the sand. Like that is completely right in front of you that when you did that nothing about it felt good right right do you want to experience that again no okay I know that for certain that's what I know for sure I don't want to experience that again that was not fun I don't feel good I'm throwing up because I'm so sick embarrassed and sad and I don't want to go through that again yep and so I decided that day of like this is going to be really hard but I need to figure out who I want to become. And like you were saying, whatever I'm putting out in the world is what I'm going to receive. And I was receiving that bad stuff at that time. Mm-hmm. I feel well, like- they, what's that saying? Oprah says that you you teach people how to treat you. Yes. You like tell people how to treat you. Mm-hmm. It's like the way that you present yourself, you're telling people how you want to be treated. Yep. That's so good. And So what I started doing, and so for those of you out there who are looking for like tactical skills, which I think it's so different for everyone. So you're going to have to try many different things before you figure out what works for you. Also, it's going to change all the time, Mm -hmm. you know, like throughout your phases of of dealing and and overcoming, you're going to change your wants and needs. But in the beginning for me, like you said, it was a lot of figuring out like what what will I not put up with? What did I not like about this situation? I have notebooks and notebooks of just what was not fun, what was not enjoyable, what made me sad, what made me feel happy, what did I enjoy, like what was nice about the situation, like going through and breaking down how I felt about everything. And what triggered you? 
in certain situations because there were certain situations that triggered you Mm -hmm. and still can yeah absolutely so like trying to figure out like what are those things that come up and that's going to be a process like you're going to have to experience many different things to understand what you feel triggered by but i think the biggest thing with it is just like writing and getting out of your body but then starting to see the patterns within the writings so i would write and then i'd be like oh okay i keep seeing that show up and then i would you know write like what do i want for my life like what do i want to do with my life what's my vision like what are all these things and then also like you were saying i did like kind of future predicting almost like manifesting And I would write down, you know, things I wanted in the person that I was going to end up with. Um, I think I learned that from Sadie Robertson, actually, Um, because I was really, you know, trusting God in that moment of like, this is in God's hands in that sense. And so I was really into that. And I would just write like, this is the person I'm going to end up with. This is what they're going to be like. I would write about it every single day to remind myself that that's what I'm worth and Mm -hmm. that's what I deserve. But also not just like this is the man I'm going to end up with. Like this is who I want to be. I want to be independent. I want to be, you know, a badass entrepreneur. I want to be, you know, strong and and confident and sure of myself. I want to help people. I want to talk to people. I want to connect with people again and have a, you know, joyous and fruitful life. Right. Um. And then like those are things that I just was putting into my head constantly so that if anything less showed up, I wasn't going to say yes to it. Which they did. <laughs> less showed up. Consider it showed up. It showed up mm-hmm. and showed gone. <laughs> it was showed up and then it showed out. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Maybe not by my choice, but that happens. <laughs> I'm interrupting this episode to talk to you about something really near and dear to my heart. My nephew, Henry, was diagnosed with HLHS at 20 weeks in utero and now is going to be potentially moving on to his fourth open heart surgery or heart transplant in the coming months in only five months of life. And so my mom decided to start something she calls Hearts for Henry. The information is below in the show notes if you'd like to check it out where we have a website raising awareness and money for CHD, congenital heart defects. And she also sells lots of different baby items and clothing, also adult items and clothing with hearts on it to spread awareness and also raise money for CHD. So if you're interested in purchasing something in support of congenital heart defects, please check out the website below and the Etsy shop to see more. We're also in a couple of stores downtown Stillwater, such as Smith and Trade and Whatnot Boutique. If you'd like to shop in person, there's little pop-ups in there. Thank you so much to all that have reached out in support of my sister and brother-in-law and my nephew Henry through this difficult time. I hope to see you repping your hearts for Henry gear in the coming weeks and months as he continues to fight the good fight. This one's for our warrior. Mm. But that was a huge thing for me. And I also, well, I'll just say now because I I think it is cute that I did find some of those notebooks. Oh, you did? Yeah, when I was moving out of my apartment. Okay. And that was... A couple like months after Jack and I started dating. You can't cry because this is where I'm going to cry. No. (laughs) 
Okay, I won't. <laughs> you will. No, no. I'll stay strong so you can cry. But I think what's really cool about that is the fact that I read through them and like who I wanted to become and who I wanted to be with and who I expected to be with. And so much of it aligned with who Jack is today to me and also who I am to myself today. And like, I just think it's so, it's not just a breakup that people need this for. Like, I think we all need this. Like, what are your standards? Exactly. And what do you not want to put up with? And so much of that, if you have no idea, so much of that is drawn from home and family and going to therapy you know it's it's another thing i was going to say go to therapy like really truly take the time for yourself even if it's once a month to figure out like what matters to you well and also do things for you right like don't make your mission be about being in a relationship if you go out in the world and do your stuff and go to work and have friends and have hobbies if you're looking for a relationship, it will show up. Right. I always told you, they're going to show up. The person, whoever they are, is going to show up at the least, like... Ideal, technically. Well, yeah, or like the, when you least expect it. Right. And everybody always says that. But it's because when you're doing your thing, that's attractive to people. Right. And, and that's attractive to friendships exactly. and all these things. Like your whole life is just like... It's not, and it's not about being attractive to other people, but it's because you are living your truth. Right. You are, and that is ultimately making you happy and it is Mm -hmm. healing you because the truth about breakups is that they are incredibly heart wrenching. Right. They are so incredibly painful. And there were times when I was in my lowest of lows where I truly didn't know if I would survive. I just didn't know what I was going to do. You feel like you're in this like ocean of just like, holy shit, my world just got fucking turned upside down. Despair almost. Yeah. Yeah. And that's, I think heartbreak comes in so many shapes and forms. It can be a heartbreak from a relationship. It can be a heartbreak from friendship. It can be heartbreak from death. It can be heartbreak from an estranged relationship with a family member. Like heartbreak shows up in so many forms the most important thing when you're going through a heartbreak is that you need to take care of you and you need to dedicate time to yourself. Yep. That ultimately in that moment, the most important person is you. Yep. And if you don't take that time to take care of yourself, you're not going to feel as fulfilled in life. No. And, and that's, you know. Then once again, when somebody comes in, if you're not healed, or on the healing path, because you may not be totally healed yeah. ever. But if you're not actively trying to heal, then you will just keep attracting the same type of person. That's the other thing people have to like look at, is what's the patterns. Mm. If you're in the same relationship pattern over and over, that's a sign that you need to do some self-reflection yep. and you need to work at because what's the common denominator and all that is you mm-hmm. and you are either attracting that type of a person or you are the t- person, you know, right. you have to, that's an important piece of mm-hmm. 
you know, healing and, and growing. Right. And just the fact that growth and healing never stop. Right. Like you are always going to be growing from something. A lot of times you're going to be healing from something. Life is hard. Yep. And that's just part of life. And to be able to figure out like, how can I heal? I think the best thing, though, is starting in the most foundational part, which yep. is understanding yourself. Exactly. And if you feel as though you lost yourself in a relationship, which is so incredibly common, even if you knew yourself before and you feel like right. you kind of lost yourself. My biggest thing was for me, it was like going back to like, truly, what did I enjoy? Like yep. prior to this relationship, what did I enjoy? What what things like made me really happy? Right. And that can be as small as like, like your cup of coffee in the morning and like what kind of creamer you like and like did you have time to make that before when you were in the relationship or it can be as you know something as small as like going for this walk every evening or mm -hmm. taking that time to journal or you know going to this yoga class at this exercise place or you know going with my friends to this thing and mine was like you know riding horses and reading really good books yeah. and doing all these things I love doing now and I make time for it even while in a relationship yep. because when you do these things you'll understand that they become part of your ritual because hopefully you're taking enough time between relationships I I truly think at least a year is I essential agree. 100% essential Longer if you can afford to take a lot more time. Yes. I think, honestly. Which you always can afford to take right. time for yourself. That's the most important right. thing. But hopefully by that time, that the time that passes, you have ingrained these habits so deeply into your life that budging on them would feel really uncomfortable. Yes. And of course, there's always compromise of like you are going to have to, you know, make time for your significant other and do things. But like to know that like I will never quit doing yoga I will never quit working out every morning I will never quit my journaling and my reading and like even seeing your friends seeing my you're friends you're still gonna go do that yes stuff. yeah and the right person if you are you know looking to be in another relationship it's okay if you aren't but like whoever it is that ends up in your life will just respect you if they're the right person to be part of your life and they'll yeah. respect your things and hopefully they have their own things that they're not willing to budge on and then you feel like you can respect that as well you're just in a better place to have respect for yourself and have respect for others if you understand what your boundaries what your morals what your values and what you enjoy is and if you get in a good place you might be totally happy alone yeah. <laughs> i mean i got a couple of friends that are just yeah. like you know what i'm really comfortable by myself yes. and i'm like amen exactly you do you yep relationship then, isn't the end all be all no that's and i important hope people know people. that like even just age of when you get in a relationship yeah like people feel as though it's like oh my god i have to be married by the time i'm 25 and i'm 25. and women especially we worry about this because of you know biology right. you know we mm -hmm. don't talk about that enough of like it is a concern of for course. women to like i need to have babies by the time i'm 30 otherwise fuck yeah. which isn't necessarily always true but it is scary for that reason but yeah. I think it's important to say that like you don't have to be in a relationship. You don't have to get married. You don't have to do all these things that society right. seems to say that we need to do. Um, but that's the biggest thing is like 
this is not the be all end all relationships are not the be all end all no. whatever personal growth that you're doing post breakup should not be to prepare yourself for the other person i can see the text coming through on my computer they're not important i know but it's vibrating i hope that's not being oh you can't up. hear them no oh sorry okay. um <laughs> We're in a group message together. Yeah. <laughs> the damn fam. The damn fam. Um, but the biggest thing is to know is that when you're doing this personal development work, don't do it with the results. Obviously, I was saying the person I wanted to end up right. with. That was mostly because I had an experience that I did not want to experience again. Right. You were more p- pointing out the opposite of what Right. You, yeah. Yes. But I think that, you know, do this personal development work to enjoy your life more and to better yourself so that you have the best future possible no matter what your future is and to get yourself back right if you lost yourself to get back to yourself right yeah and grow into the person that you want to become and you envision for yourself exactly and so that's a huge huge thing so i was gonna say yeah like figure out what brings you joy read listen grow learn like how much can you intake into your daily life that's going to add value to your life um i think the biggest thing here was what i did a lot of is i i read i listened to a lot i started listening to podcasts probably not till like later on because you kept telling me like oh i have this podcast for you i was like i know mom you've told me about 50 podcasts but now i actually (laughs) listen to your podcast that you send me but like listening to podcasts helping yourself to like fill your brain with information that's going to be beneficial to your life um, reading for fun and reading, you know, educationally, but like just allowing yourself to grow every day and learn something right. new, open to yourself to new perspectives is like going to just ultimately develop yourself so much further. I agree. Um, and that should never, ever, ever end. No, we should always be learning yep. and growing constantly. Yep. Um, the other thing I forgot to say earlier though, is like, when you first get out of a relationship, I think the most important thing to do is to just like stop the communication. Like with that other, with person. That other person. Oh yeah. Like block or unfollow, mute everything on Instagram. Like I know it's really hard and it sucks, but like you need for the betterment of yourself, you need to exit that out of your life you're gonna sit there and you're gonna look at that instagram page and you're gonna dissect every single thing that they post and you're going to you know see that they post with this type of person and you're gonna get nervous and scared and anxious and it's just so incredibly bad for your mental health like i can't even i also would encourage your you to encourage your friends and family to do the same with that person if possible like don't have your for us, that was across the board, the family unfollowed. unfollowed. Because and or block or whatever is the, the terminology, but also just and ask friends to not bring that person up. Right. Set a boundary. Send a boundary about, you know, I don't need to find no if you saw them or yes. if you heard something from a friend or mm-hmm. Whatever. I think, like, ask your family and friends. To protect you. Mm-hmm. Like, protect Emotion- me. Emotionally, emotionally protect protecting me. You. Until yep. I can handle this information right. on my own. Please emotionally protect me. But more importantly, emotionally protect yourself. Yeah. Because 
I can tell you right now, and I see so many people do it, and it frustrates me. I tr- I did it. I I'm telling you right now, I did it, and it was so challenging to go and search that person every single day or all the time. Yeah. Try to figure out what was going on and what they were doing and where they were, and how it's like it's such a cycle. And I listened to a podcast about it and it was or something that they mentioned it. And it's like it is a huge stunt in your healing process and a huge stunt in your growth. Yeah. And so I started to like challenge myself of like, okay, like I don't even remember what I did, but it was something like you're not going to look up that person. And then here's this thing that you get to do if you don't look up that person for this many days. Well, then all of a sudden it becomes a habit and you just don't look at them anymore all of a sudden I felt like my personal growth was like skyrocketing. I was like, I have no idea what this person's up to. I don't know what's going on. And you don't care at that point. Anymore. I don't care yeah. anymore. I'm on my path, my journey, and I'm pumped about it, you right. know? So I, I would say that is one of the most important things. And that's the difference between your generation and not to point out the difference in age. But when we used you knew I was going here. I did. When we broke up with people, we never saw him again, yeah. literally, ever. It's like that Sam Hunt song that's like breaking, breaking up in the nineties. Totally so true. It's like totally you don't know what true. they're up to. You don't know where you they don't are. Care. No, I mean you might think about it every once in a while, and then all of a sudden you're like, whatever. And then twenty years later, you might bump into them. But right. You, I mean, we are in a bit of a small town, so the chances of you running into the person is a little higher than most people. But. Right. But you can control whether or not you look on social media. Mm-hmm. That is something you can t- control. You can't control if you run into them at the grocery store or Target. Right. But you can control what you can control. And you need to do that. Mm-hmm. That's but, really good. You know. Like take control of those things that so are that you going can. to ultimately better yourself. Mm-hmm. And like, you know, it's wrong. Like, you know, you shouldn't be following them and looking up their Instagram right. stuff. You know that you shouldn't be texting with them and calling them and doing all that stuff. Like, you got to just take control of your own life and take ownership and realize, like, this is my boundary. I will not let yep. that person cross it. I'll not let this person cross it. Like, this is my standard and I'm not doing anything else about that. So that's, I think, step one of your healing process and refinding yourself and getting to know yourself and then, yeah, like just going through those motions of like, what the heck do you want with your life and yep. how can you achieve it? And you might not figure it out for a while and we're still all figuring it out. Like, it's fine. It's just like be patient with yourself and like take care of yourself yep. during the healing process. Like I cannot recommend enough of just like, don't go out and binge drink. I know you're sad. Yeah, It's so incredibly hard, but don't go out and binge drink. Don't, you know drown all your emotions and feelings like please 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 go see a therapist go talk about right. it because and if you ever need to talk about it like i'm more than happy to do it too because truly heartbreak is universal it is so universal fallon talked about it on my episode a while back like heartbreak is so universal whether you were the one to heartbreak somebody or break someone's heart or they were the one to break yep. your heart it doesn't matter like break heartbroken is so hard and our first instinct as a society is like let's go get wasted it's like no let's not drown our feelings in alcohol like let's go deal with our feelings because that's cool yeah talking about our feelings is cool right mom right totally are you enjoying this episode so far if so please take the time to rate and leave a written review on apple Podcasts. you also can press the follow button on spotify and ask for notifications every time a new episode comes out 
This is the best way for us to grow and reach as many people as possible as we start to talk more vulnerably about mental health and things that are relatable to all of us. Also, you can take the time to share this episode with a friend via text message or on social media to also grow the awareness and make sure that people understand that they're not alone. Thank you so much for listening to It's Hard. Let's get back to the episode. And the other thing is, like you, and I think, I don't know if you've already said it in this, but when we were walking, and I am a believer in this, it's like, it's a a relationship is two people. Yes. So you're not saying you're blaming 100% of things that happened on the other person. But, and so part of this too is like, there needs to be some self-reflection on what did I bring to the table? Yes. And what what happened? Oh, we're back. I don't know. I think you pl- unplugged it. Did I something. unplug it? I think you were, you're messing with the cord. Shit. Okay, keep going. I think you're fine, but yeah, yours is working now. We're good. Okay, keep All going. Right. Um, but having a little bit of self reflection after a relationship and just mm-hmm. kind of like what what part of you know this. Was me. Can I own mm-hmm. and clean my side of the street and work on the shit that I brought to the relationship? I think it's also important because it's not all about a blame game. Mm-mm. And I feel like that way you will come away from it a better human, hopefully, yeah. and learned from. And sometimes bad, you know, bad situations or challenging relationships or whatever you want to call them are the most most growth you'll have in mm-hmm. your life. I feel like this is a deja vu moment. I don't know why, but I do believe that you wouldn't be who you are right now had you not gone through that situation as hard as it was. Mm-hmm. But I think you would have been more stunted had you stayed. Mm-hmm. I feel like you wouldn't have grown. Mm-mm. So I agree in a way. There's some thanks, not thanks, because you don't want to go through it. But I do right. believe that there is some things that came out of it that. Well, it's all about your perspective of like any situation that you come out of like that. That's so challenging. I mean, I heard about it. And everyone's going to go through challenging times in right. their lives. It doesn't matter. But it's like looking at your challenge as an opportunity to grow rather than looking at it as an obstacle or a, you know, or not an obstacle. Or a dead end. Like a dead end. Yeah. yeah. Like, are you going to look at your your you know challenge as a limiting belief or whatever it is are you going to look at it as like okay how can I overcome this and then come out the other side a better person than I was yesterday and I think that's so true of like figure out what your ownership is in this as well and take that ownership because that's what you have control over and you know what else is beautiful about that is that you will then eventually carry that into your next situation whether it's friendships relationships whatever but like your ability to understand and own what your part is in things is very very awesome for your future in any conversation relationship work relationship anything you have that's a growth mindset is like doing what is best and like understanding your opportunity and everything that you do because we all have opportunities to grow and learn and change and challenge ourselves and to be that type of person and learn that through heartbreak is is really an opportunity and I think that's kind of what you mean by don't just go get on the let's get drunk train where that way of dealing with things is not dealing with things right and and or spend your whole life 
miserable because you never dealt with the mm-hmm. stuff and you're blaming a situation that happened years ago on why you're unhappy. Mm-hmm. Like you have control. I always said to you kids that you can't control what other people do to you, but you can control your reaction to what mm-hmm. they do. So ultimately it's your responsibility mm-hmm. to get yourself out of these situations and to make your life a better life. Absolutely. So true. But if you are, and this is just talking to anybody, if you are in any sort of a very dangerous situation, get out. Mm-hmm. You know, ask it's for help. Said than done. I know. But it's really important that people, and that's the part of, not to get into any details, but that's part of like the struggle that was so hard. You weren't living at home. We didn't know the extent of the emotional trauma that you were kind of under. Um, until you would come home for holidays and stuff. And then we would see you and it was like, oh, like, so there were friends that saw things, but then your friends started to pull away. And so when that stuff starts happening, people, families need to pay attention to these situations. Friends need to pay attention. And I, I understand why some of the friends pull away. And I understand why family gets mad and I understand all those things, but I don't think that's very helpful either because I think you really, if you're a true friend, you, you need to have the tough conversation. You Mm -hmm. need to talk about it. You need to tell them how you truly feel. And that's kind of where we got with you at the Mm -hmm. end. Um, was just like, we just knew you weren't happy. Mm -hmm. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's, so true. it's like just got to the point where it's like, why are we why are you settling for this type of treatment treatment? Right. You know? Yeah. And yeah, I think there's so much to be to be said about that of like if you need help or you need, you know, anything like. And do you feel like your anxiety got worse? Yeah. I mean, I hardly struggled with anxiety prior to this exactly. situation. Um, and now I do. And, and I, that was another thing I was going to touch on is that, you know, we talked about early that the healing process, depending on what you go through, because everyone's situation right. is different, but sometimes the healing process doesn't end or it takes a long time to end. And I, for those, you know, listening and, and wanting to know journey wise, like I'm still working through things in therapy and that's challenging because I'm in a new relationship and I'm incredibly happy and I'm treated with the utmost respect and dignity and everything I deserve. And my values are seen through and everything I like to do is respected and loved for. Um, And he does dishes. Oh, a true (laughs) angel. He still doesn't know how to put a toilet seat down, but we will forgive him for now. (laughs) Anyways. um, He'll learn how to pee without having to lift it. Like your father. Is that what he does? Mm-hmm. Oh my God, that's funny. In the dark. At night. Aim game. Aim game's on strong. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyways. Um, but I, even though I'm, st- I'm in this happy relationship and I'm, I'm doing well in that regard, I still do have issues and, and flashbacks and. <sighs> yeah. And that stuff is hard. And it doesn't go away easily and it impacts your your future situations and your current situations and 
that's always challenging because you just are frustrated. Like there's days where I'm just fucking mad. I'm so mad. Yeah. And I, I don't know what to do because that was, you know, however many years ago now and it's still sitting there and it's like, I'm angry. I'm truly angry. And, and so what I'm trying to work on lately is first of all, getting shit out of my body. I spend five minutes a day journaling. And I think anyone who's, whether you're freshly out of a relationship or far out of one, and you're still working through any, or going through anything in your life, get it out. You need to get it out of your body. Mm -hmm. And I do believe in therapy and journaling, talking like, I remember when I was a kid, I don't know if you remember this, but you, when I would get like super worked up about things, like my body would just like, you know what I mean? And you would put a pillow in front of me and you'd let me punch it. Do you remember that? No. (laughs) You used to let me punch pillows when I was a kid. Hmm. And that's actually like a true thing though, like with trauma in your body. I I think I, I, I don't remember a lot, but I apparently did some things right. (laughs) That was really good. I didn't know that was really a thing. Well, Chelsea told me that you with trauma, like that's a gen genuine way to like get it out of your body because you're well, that's that makes sense. Yeah. They have those like smash rooms now. Oh, yeah. Which like who was it that was like that calling was, you a smash room? That was Barrett at the hospital when the. Oh, pa- the doctor. Was <laughs> no, calling? the pastor that just oh, bab- baptized <laughs> Henry in the hospital. And, and then Barrett was requesting a a bar in the hospital and she goes i've heard that but i've also heard about a smash room and then barrett kind of went well uh what (laughs) (laughs) he still didn't get it till she walked out and then we had to explain he was talking she was talking about smashing like bottles items items (laughs) yes apparently so like you throw things at walls to robbie used to have one in his basement in college that him and his roommates would just like crash all their beer bottles oh, that must probably have been a mess to clean up but they probably didn't clean well you know animals and i think i've told you this like deer mm-hmm. when they're about be, like when they think they're going to be attacked they freeze mm-hmm. and then when the threat has passed they shake mm-hmm. and that's the same thing it's like it's a trauma it's, response it's a trauma response they get right. it out of their system and that's what i used to do as a kid is i used to like punch pillows and so now like on my drive home when i like start feeling a sense of anger it happens almost okay. every day oh boy i punch the side of the um like i punch my my car seat next to me oh the passenger seat yeah oh okay i do it a couple times and then i feel better all right like you just got it some and everyone's different like maybe you have to scream maybe you have to like go for a run super aggressively or whatever it's like it's okay to feel anger and it's okay to feel sadness and it's okay however don't let it sit in you Don't let your struggle become your identity. There's a painting in my bathroom that says that. And I that was one of the things I think through my breakup was so incredibly and important. And I made that years before anything right. happened. Right. But like, don't let what's hard in your life define Find you. who you are. Mm-hmm. It's okay for things to be hard. It's okay to not be okay. Just don't let it hang and linger in you for so long where it becomes a part of who you are. Yeah, so that's that whole body doesn't or the body keeps score book. Yeah, if you've read it, but I need to. Yeah, that one's a good one. But it's also like there's certain this is the whole trigger thing, right? So we don't know the extent of everything. And that's okay. We don't have to your father and I. We have a gist of things, but 
it doesn't even matter what it is if it's traumatic to you there isn't there shouldn't be like a level of this is the worst kind of right whatever it's like whatever is traumatic to you is traumatic to you right, right. and the body remembers that so then i've explained to you that there's certain situations you get into or there's certain locations you go to and your body remembers mm -hmm. something you may have forgotten. Mm -hmm. And then you all of a sudden are having anxiety mm -hmm. or panic. And you're like, why? And then I will <laughs> like, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And I'm like, well, you're, you know, in the loc in a location yeah. of something that happened to you. Yeah. And so recognizing that stuff, realizing that, working through it maybe avoiding those areas whatever it is however or at least just owning it like that's yeah the, knowing the process that of knowing yourself yeah. is to be like this doesn't feel normal like like we said in the beginning kind of tying it full circle like this is bad this feels bad this feels okay this feels great this feels like yeah what does each thing feel to you and if it feels bad okay Listen. one step further yeah. why yeah what what triggered that? What made me feel that way? Because then you're still continuing to understand yourself better so that the next time that you go into that situation, if you do go into that situation again, if you want to avoid it, that's fine. But if you go back into that situation, you are better prepared, prepared yeah. because you have an understanding of why and you know that when you walk up to that place that your body is going to have this response at first and you need to figure out your best way to handle that. Yeah, I agree. So to wrap all this up, I would say that if you're going through any sort of heartbreak or, you know, change or just sort of loss of identity in a way, it is so important to obviously find yourself again and starting in that space of just having, you know, complete compassion for yourself and being willing and open to change and growth and, setting those that foundation like literally picture your life like a house that's being built right now and you know what houses are fucking expensive so you're expensive af <laughs> sister or brother you are expensive and you deserve and they also need repairs on a regular basis <laughs> yes so we are houses the yard needs to be mowed daily that's your mental health mm -hmm. shovel the driveway if you live in minnesota you guys yeah. won't be doing that soon but you'll have to be getting rid of like snakes and stuff i'm, I'm just... training myself i have fred right next to me <laughs> I saw that. i'm just trying to like it's like a mental health or mental thing right like you just hold things that you're scared of and okay well it scared me earlier today when it was laying on your floor in your room and then i saw a real one on the golf course but anyway he doesn't scare me anymore fred doesn't i mean real ones do but yeah. fred doesn't scare me no, anyway, um, you're right. It's a house. But yeah, it's a house. So it's like you just picture yourself of like you haven't even broke ground yet and yeah. you got to break ground. But then what's the first thing you do when you break ground? You set the foundation. So break that ground, get yourself vulnerable, set the foundation, figure out what you want to do with your life. What do you want to achieve and what are your values and what matters to you? And then you start building upon that. And I also think in you there's the boundary boss book and stuff. I do think you like to, to own your value. You need to set boundaries and, and that's part of it too, is like, I think, I think when people get lost in relationships, they lose who they are. Right. And then, mm -hmm. and then you start letting people treat you a certain way and you don't like, you don't have a boundary like this. 
so when you when you stop and you go, this is who I am, this is who I want to be, it's going to require setting some boundaries for some situations. You know what the boundaries are? The no. boundaries are the walls of the house. Oh my gosh. This is such a good metaphor, Paige. I know. Wow. What's the furnace? <laughs> <laughs> it's what brings you joy. It keeps you warm. Keeps you warm. Keeps you cool. In I the think summer. it's the fridge that brings you joy. <laughs> At least my fridge would bring me joy. My bed brings me joy. Oh, your bed probably brings you joy. Uh, the freezer brings your dad joy because he's got <laughs> ice cream. <laughs> the Peloton brings you joy. Oh, yes. I love that thing. That was the best gift he ever gave me. Somebody goes, You should be insulted. I said, Why? Your husband gives you a Peloton for Christmas? Bring it. It's the yeah. best gift ever. You asked for it. I know. It's for your health. That's right. Um, but yeah, it's it's that's so true of like what are your boundaries that you're gonna set? They're not gonna be easy and fun to set all the no. time, but they're so important. And ultimately the respect that you experience is gonna be really worth it in the end. Yep. And just everything in your life and how you're able to handle situations that are challenging, you're gonna be amazed. You're gonna be like, damn, I can do this. Yep. It's hard, but I can do it. And what you put out comes back. You put out a better vibe. Boomerang, baby. Mm-hmm. Um, it's boomerang. like me coming home. I'm like a freaking boomerang. Twice just... into in a year. <laughs> Keep coming home to my parents. And you multiplied the last time you came home. <laughs> I know. I added one. Two. The dog. Yeah, the dog. And Jack. And Jack. So, well, thanks, Mom. I didn't cry, Paige. I know. I don't know that I ever got... Like, I don't think one ever came well, down. Well, I know, but it got you got a little, you know. Shaky. Shaky. Your got eyes little, got a little wet. Got a little shaky, shaky. Shook it off. Just no. wait next week and be like, ah! No, you're good. You're in a much better place. But no, it's okay to not be in a good place every once in a while, too. Right. Sometimes you just lose your shit, and that's fine. That's lose right. your shit, and it's fine. I lost my shit in the car the other day when I was talking to you on the phone. I know. It's happened a couple times <laughs> in the last seven months. <laughs> Whatever happened seven months ago. Yeah. I don't know what happened seven months ago. Eight today. Today is eight months? Yeah. Henry. Henry is eight months today. Yeah. He always has surgeries on his month birthday. Right. At least it wasn't a Friday. So that's good. Yeah. Well, this was good. Do you want to do the outro? What does that mean? Like that last little part of my podcast. You what know what I, I say usually? What do I say? You like talk about like following me on Instagram and doing oh. my Apple podcast stuff and all that crap. Like, click, respond. What is it? <laughs> like. I should know this. I listen to so many podcasts. So many podcasts. If you like us, follow us on Instagram. Click, respond. What is it? <laughs> you just do it. <laughs> I had a good radio voice there for a second. Yeah, you did. You're like, if you like us. If you like us, follow us on It's Hard on Instagram. We have a Twitter now. We do have a Twitter. I don't know how to do the Twitter, so I stay away from the Twitter. I hardly know how to do the Twitter. No one likes my tweets yet, so go like my tweets. Except for Lauren Paul. She's out there listening. She likes my tweets. Okay. But... Yeah, we're on Twitter, on Instagram at It's Hard Podcast, Twitter at It's Hard Podcast. Look at that. We got both handles. Full How about handles. It's Hard Podcast.com or what is it? It's, it's Hard Podcast.com. Um, it's Hard Pod at gmail.com. And if you like this episode and you think it would be a good episode for a friend to listen to, please send it to a friend. Also, if you enjoy It's Hard and it has made a difference in your life, 
in some way, shape, or form, please take a moment to rate, review, and subscribe. There it is. That's what it is. Rate, review, and subscribe. And why do we rate, review, and subscribe? Because it it gives us more exposure. Us. Like, I'm part of this. You are a part of this. And uh, that's how we get more people listening. Yes. And it's a great way to get um, bigger guests on. Like, just not that the guests we haven't had on are not big and important. But if you want to hear from more experts and different things right. like that, that's a great opportunity to propel that process. Um and grow the podcast. Grow the podcast. We can reach more people and talk about mental health and fulfill the vision. Love it. But this is the last episode of season two. Wowza. So we're going to take a month break now during the month of August. And then we'll be back September 6th. And you'll be in Arizona at that point? I will be in Arizona. I will have recorded here. Lots of stuff pre-recorded. Oh, but Okay. Ready to go with season two, and I'm so excited. We already have a great lineup. I'm, I'm excited. Good people coming through. Oh yeah, I'm excited. It's gonna be. It's, it's kind of fun because I never know who's on. I I have my three podcasts every morning mm-hmm. on Mondays when I clean the house or do whatever. Today I was a little behind because I was watching Van, but I listened to It's Hard. I listened to Armchair, and I listened to a couple things. Have you mm. listened to a couple things? No, I haven't. Should I? So that's Sean and um Oh the Janice, East East the yeah. East family. The Johnson East. Yeah. They had a really great just to end before you end. They had a great um episode on red, yellow, and green flags. So they talk about like mm. people brought in questions on is this a red flag, a yellow flag, or a green flag? So that was really interesting. That would be kind of interesting to do on your mm. Instagram because it was like some things that people think are red flags, other people didn't think were. So it's kind of kind of cool. Like yellow is like maybe pump the brakes, that's the situation. Green flags is like don't worry about that. He can't. He can learn to put the toilet seat down. <laughs> that's a green flag. <laughs> He's gonna hear this. He's like, you seriously it's a green flag? What's wrong? What's the big deal? be funny <laughs> we love you jack <laughs> we do um awesome thank you you're welcome love thanks you. for having me love you too